0: welcome back to the catholic prayer journal podcast today's topic is discernment in order to understand discernment we need to understand the perspective of saint ignatius loyola who was the expert par excellence in discernment and who kind of laid the groundwork for understanding how to discern in the spiritual life he himself struggled through this and founded a religious congregation that focused a lot on helping people to discern what God's will was for their lives. In your prayer journal, I recommend that you have a section about making decisions. And so we're not necessarily talking about what they call discernment of spirits. We're talking about a very specific mode of discernment. And so let me explain the three modes briefly so that we can understand which one we're talking about. Ignatius presented the first mode of discernment as being those moments in our lives when God speaks directly to our souls, and we have no doubt whatsoever that it is God's voice, that it is His will, and it is clear what we are supposed to do. We do not doubt in that moment And it is also not possible to doubt at any later point in my life when I look back on that moment. The clarity is a gift from God so that we can act according to God's will. For whatever reason in his divine providence, sometimes God does this to certain souls because he needs them or really wants them to go in a certain direction. There's a second mode of discernment, which is called discernment of spirits, and this is where... An individual is experiencing either consolation, a push towards good, or desolation, a push towards evil. And it is in this interplay of sometimes feeling consoled, sometimes feeling in desolation, that the person needs to discern which of these voices come from God and which of these voices come from the devil in order to better know which path to take. And Ignatius presents it according to three different levels. He's like, first of all, you need to become aware that these are are there, that God is acting in your soul or that the devil is tempting you. You need to be aware so that you can understand. And once you understand where the voices are coming from, you can embrace what comes from God and reject what comes from the evil one. This is called discernment of spirits. And Ignatius offers a whole list of different rules surrounding how to be better equipped to understand which voices come from God and which come from Mm -hmm. the devil. The third mode of discernment, and that's what we want to focus on today, is when it is not clear what God wants you to do. You do not hear God's voice. You are not strongly tempted by the devil. And so there is not, any semblance of consolation or desolation, you simply have a decision that you need to make in your life. So we're talking about those moments in our life, those common moments where you need to decide. Do I invest my money? Do I save my money? Do I put it into a Roth IRA? Often we're not feeling inspired by God to do anything in in these types of common decisions. And so we still need to bring it to prayer We still need to think it through and discern it, and this is about how to do that. One caveat, when we're needing to make a decision between good and evil, that's not this third moment of discernment. That would be more according to your level of conscience. You need to follow your conscience, do do what is right, and reject what is evil. So when it is clear that something is good or evil, we're not talking about discernment. That's where it's just following your conscience. This third mode of discernment is where you have something good and something else that is also good. And your discernment is, which of these good things should I actually be doing? God's voice is not present. There is no consolation or desolation pulling me either way in order to discern. And simply, I am there and I need to make a decision. Let's say I have two options. My first option is to volunteer in the parish. My second option is, well, to take that very same time and to pay closer attention to the members of my family. Obviously, two good things. And that's the very first thing that I would recommend, if you're using your journal, to clarify what the heck you're trying to decide. Often we're like, hmm, I'm feeling maybe some unrest, lack of peace in something, and, and I know I need to make some decision, but we're not even clear about what the options are. The first thing we need to do is clarify those options. What are the two good things that I'm deciding between? To make sure that we're making a good choice. Because if it's good and bad, well, it's pretty straightforward, right? You may need to take that to prayer. You may need God's guidance in order to do what you know is right, but that's not discernment. Discernment is between two good things. Figuring out those two good things, clarifying those, those options, and then bringing that to prayer to figure out which one you're going to do. So after you have clarified what the two options are, the next step, and perhaps the most important, is to make sure that your heart is detached That means that you are truly free. In other words, you would be open and willing to choose either. You're not tending strongly in either direction. And often that alone takes time in order to pray that through and get to the point where you can say, Lord, whatever you want, I'm going to do it. Because if there is this lack of freedom, if really deep down inside of your heart, you've already decided which one you want, then you're not going to be able to discern. So first working on that detachment, asking God for that grace. Secondly, in a very practical way, you just start working it through. What are the pros and cons of each? What are the good things Uh, What are the things that I might struggle with if if I went a certain path? If I volunteered for the parish, that would help me. That would give me purpose. That would give me an outlet for charity and love and generosity. But what might be some of the downsides there? I might not have as much time with my family. I would have to, you know, make an extra effort in order to take care of my whole responsibilities, whatever it might be, right? And so first you just want to be listing those out and put it in writing. What are the pros and cons of each option? A next step could be to think it through. What are my thoughts about each one of these options? What do I think? When I, when I, when I envision this option and I see myself doing it, what are my thoughts there? Are those all positive? Does, does that fill me with achievement? Does that, is it something that's going to help me be successful, et cetera? On a further level, identifying what I feel, does it bring me peace? Does it bring me joy, et cetera. So after working that through, making sure you're attached, identifying the pros and cons, all of this in a spirit of prayer, and then going through my thoughts and feelings in each one, sometimes it just becomes uh, a little more clear. Over time, hmm, you know, I I, I feel strongly pulled to one. And so I've worked on that. And I feel like I'm free now. And here's the pros and cons. And I, I really think, you know, the best thing would be to choose this one. The next step that you want to take is to actually make that decision. That doesn't mean any action yet. That just means interior decision. Decide that you're going to make that choice and rest with that a few days, let it sink in and bring it back to prayer. Keep in mind that making a decision like this, even if it be, you know, whether it be your investment or the time that you're going to spend, or if it's going to be switching a job or not switching a job, often it'll take time and you have to be willing and committed to spend that time in prayer, going over these things. So after you make that decision and you've been resting with that decision for a few days, bringing it to prayer, often God will confirm your choice. So bringing it to prayer, you will feel consoled, you will feel at peace with the decision that you've made in your heart. Obviously, the next step after that would be to actually do the action, do the thing, sign up for volunteering at the parish or put that money in in, in the account or whatever the choice might be. Then what you want to do is you want to bring that choice and that decision still to prayer. It's a last step. It's bringing it back to God and saying, Lord, did this thing bring me closer to you? How am I loving you more than I was before? And being able to go over that with God will solidify the choice that you've made. And if, in either one of these steps, when you've made the choice without having done the action yet, or even in the end, you've, you're, you're bringing these back to God in two separate moments, God, if he wants to, he can tell you, no, don't do that. Or he can fill you with, you know, even feelings of, of confusion or, or, or lack of peace, so that you can recognize that that's not what he wants you to do. And if it is what he wants you to do, he can fill you with peace and confirm you in your choice. I hope these steps will help you in your future prayer, in your future decisions, because often these decisions at the end of the day, they really don't matter which one you choose, but the fact that you're bringing them to God in prayer You're solidifying your relationship with him and learning how to be detached from your own will in order to dedicate yourself to follow the plan that God has laid out for you. So often I have found people who have brought their decisions to prayer as soon as they got to the point where they were like, okay, I'm finally detached, even though I want this one thing, I'm open to the other. And it's often in those moments God's like, oh, okay, now choose whichever one you want. In other words, what mattered most to God was not the concrete decision, but was the interior disposition of heart that teaches us to be willing to do whatever God wants. God doesn't ask necessarily for action. He wants a humble and contrite heart. God bless you.